Yeah. We're live. And then I says to her, but you can't eat marshmallows on an airplane. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Don't put that in there. (laughs) It's in there. (laughs) And I'm not taking it away. This is The Pits. Welcome to it. Yeah. Here we are. Episode six? Episode six. Six. Yeah. I'm Chelsea Greenwood. And I'm Michael Oberst. And this is 1993. And it's California with a K, which I could never figure out. Why they put the K? They never explain it. But there is some some hot drama between the director and the writer. Oh my gosh! Did you okay. hear about that? Yeah, I read. There's so okay. So here's what's interesting, listeners, about this week's episode that's different from every other episode, which is all of a sudden Brad Pitt is kind of famous and people know who he is, yeah. and so there's interviews and there's, I mean, so much to pick from that we were so overwhelmed for the first time trying to figure out what to talk about and how to talk about it. So we're going to start with the movie. Yeah, we're going to start with the movie. And this is, I think it's interesting because this is the first time, like we knew when we started the this podcast in general, we knew that this was, this is what we wanted to do is like pick through all of the massive amount of content that Brad Pitt has about him. But like so far since we've been doing it, we haven't, had to do that yet like we've had we've been like trying to scramble together what everything that we can find and make it interesting but now suddenly there's a lot of stuff and it's only going to get more like that you know what i mean it's going to get more so so buckle in hopefully yeah hopefully we do it right (laughs) (laughs) see how it goes (laughs) so california with a k what a wild ride pun intended okay (laughs) yeah so we have we have a pretty, a pretty great cast. First of all, we have um, Scully, Agent Scully. No, no, Agent Mulder. No, Mulder. Mulder is what David I meant. David Duchovny, who's my number one sex symbol of all time. Maybe number two sex symbol of all time. Who's number one? I don't know. I need to leave that spot open. They changed. <laughs> <laughs> but David Duchovny, not really so much in this period, but um later on in life like californication and later Mulder is like he is oh, yeah. shocking californication Cal- another it's another california thing like he does well in- he's also he's looked the same mm-hmm. forever i know he's just yeah. gotten sexier yeah he has i actually think he might have he i feel like he looked younger in x-files than he did in this in well california. that's what's interesting i looked it up um this movie came out in September 1993, and the first episode of X-Files came out in October of 1993. So, like, this is Duchovny, oh. like, right before he becomes Mulder. He's just, like, a young, hot actor. Which and is- he's playing his Californication guy. Like, this is a prequel to pa- Californication. Oh, my gosh. So why don't you give a synopsis of the movie, and then we can just jump right in, because, I, boy, do I have things to say. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't watch it. No, <laughs> well, you missed out because uh, I really enjoyed myself the whole time. I did too, actually. I was surprised that I liked it. Me too. I, like, I I was kind of expecting another like Johnny Swade or something where it's like okay, but this was good. I mean, kind of good. I don't know. So basically, um, starts out with um, we have Brad Pitt and Juliette Lewis, who are a couple of piles of trash. Both of them are trash <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Right. But, um, okay, like- so it opens, and I'm thinking that they're in New York because David Duchovny and his girlfriend are so artsy, but apparently it's actually set in Louisville, Kentucky. 
That's right. I forgot that that's where it started. I couldn't remember where it, how it started. <laughs> um, I didn't get that they were in the same city at all. Yeah. I thought it was two parallel stories. Um, yeah, because their that, accents that can, were so different yeah. because Brad comes in swinging. Brad comes in swinging with this like southern drawl. And yeah. they're like New Yorkers in a loft, like, and she takes sexual pictures, and he's a writer. And then yeah. Juliet Lewis and Brad Pitt are living in a trailer park, and she's playing the same bitch she was playing from Too Young to Die, you know? He's playing the same bitch <laughs> he was playing in, but in Too much Young to Die. better, I have to say. This was my favorite much acting better. performance so far. I, oh, it was, same. It was the first one where I was like, well, Brad, I'm not seeing you acting, like, I like I liked his acting in this. Yes, right. Yes. I thought the same thing. I got a little bit. I got caught up in his performance. Like yeah. I forgot that I was watching him act. He 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 took me there. So he I got I, on the I got on the car and he took me for a ride. He took me for a ride, and he did a really great job. And he said I uh, I was watching a interview with him on the Actors Studio. And he starts off, and he and so the guy's like, "Tell me about California with a K." And Brad Pitt's yeah. like, "Well, you know, it's a pretty good. I'd say it's a pretty good B, solid B movie." But he goes on to say that this was his first time where he experimented with character acting, like putting on a person who wasn't himself, and that basically all the movies up until this point were him, just like playing extensions of himself. And this was like, "I'm going to try in a whole nother person." He seemed to be much more comfortable on screen yeah. doing that like get, separating himself from the character a little right bit. and then i think as we go through his career i think he becomes way more of a character actor and he's yeah much better known for those types of roles well let's keep going through the movie um so david duchovny what's his uh character's name again brian like brian brian um decides they're gonna save a little bit bit of money and they're going to have somebody come with them um, it's the original rideshare, pre-lift. It's the original rideshare, but it's was that I don't know. I've I've heard of people doing that before. Remember, actually, they do. You can do that on Craigslist still. There was an app that the people who created Lyft had an app that was for that, but from riding up from San Francisco to L.A. And I actually did that once because I had been driving up and down so much. I think you told me about that. I th- think I remember that. Yes. And so this woman, she splits, they split the ride with you. And she was a um, she was like a m- monastic meditation teacher. And so for like four and a half hours, she made me listen to humming. <laughs> no. And we just listened to this like humming in silence. And it was like. I was just got through it because I was like, one day I'm going to tell this story and it's going to be really funny. But meanwhile, I was like, I what is going on? I'm like, I'm okay with this because it's a story. I'm okay with this because it's a story. Turns out she could have been a super fucking psychopathic murderer, like Brad Pitt turns out to be in this movie. If I had, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if they had the app, then there would was there any sort of form of vetting that 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 app that you had made you do like no or was it was just like, like literally it nobody. was like getting in a lift like you know you're rated your driver score is rated and your passenger score is rated what do you think brad pitt's passenger score would have been on this one after that one star well uh, I, let's finish with this with the arc of the plot because there's a lot right. i need to talk about here like, yeah we have to we have to fit it all in okay so they post an ad brad pitt sees the ad they decide to do it um and they never actually really addressed. Did you did you ever see him Wait, kill the landlord? 
No, but you're missing something here, which is that the reason they're doing the cross-country road trip is because the writer, David Duchovny, is obsessed with true crime, and he wants to go and write from the perspective of the famous murderers in the U.S. So that's yeah. the like that's the reason why he's decided to move across country. Meanwhile, his girlfriend is like hates Louisville and wants to be in California. So he's like, let's two, kill two birds with one stone, and we don't have enough money, so we'll post an ad. And then these two hicks get on board. And now here's yeah. my first, very first question of the film. Uh, we see him digging a hole for no reason. Yes, exactly. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Is I, I, I thought that I like had tuned out or like you know blinked or something, and I was yeah. like, what? What's he digging? And, and then uh, he, oh my god, then he emerges naked from the hole. <laughs> Oh, Do you remember yeah. that scene? It does. And I, I, and oh, I, fully. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, this is so great because there's no reason for him to ever be topless or naked in this movie ever once. Like, he doesn't ever need to be a sex symbol. But again, but by virtue of the fact that it's Brad Pitt, I feel like the filmmakers were like, let's just show his ass for a second because we must have every movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I was, I just re listened to um, our episode two where we talked about Too Young to Die, which there are a lot of parallels to this. Yeah. Um, um, and, in that, I, we were saying that um, that the filmmakers really miss an opportunity to show Brad Pitt naked yeah. um, in Too Young to Die. And I think that Dominic uh, Senna, or Cena, I'm not really sure which Cena, it is, the director, Dominic Cena was like, okay, I'm not going to make the same mistakes. He, he basically watched Too Young to Die and was like, I could do this better. And then he did. And um, step one, make sure you get Brad Pitt naked in some Yeah. Scene. <laughs> so now we're six movies in, and aside from... Too Young to Die, he's seven. been seven movies in. Aside from Too Young to Die, he's been topless in every single one, at least. Um, yeah. He definitely has. Oh, no, yeah. not Cool World. Was he not? No, not Cool World. Anyway, anywho, so we got Brad Pitt and his hit girlfriend, who oh, I really can't remember. Like Bra- okay, one quick note about that moment when they're in the trailer. <laughs> when she, he's leaving, and she comes out, and she's just showing her booby to yeah. him. Yeah. And he says, <laughs> put your titty back up, Adele. <laughs> hey, Dale. <laughs> hey, Dale, put your titty back up. <laughs> it's like, why, why did that have to happen? There was, there was, I feel like we say this a lot every movie so far, which is like, why did they? I couldn't possibly understand. <laughs> I think it's just like a different time. Um, so anyway, they get on the road. They hop on the road yeah. to these murderous places. Uh, yes. David Duchovny's girlfriend who's the photographer, has a bad vibe immediately. But David Duchovny, for some reason, like, refuses. He's, like, so invested in this story that he's telling himself. From my perspective, I'm like, he's telling him, yeah. he's, like, writing his novel so much that he doesn't see past. He sees himself, like, writing with a hick of early, right? But he's, because he's so invested in the journey, yeah, um, he doesn't see that this guy is, like, clearly a psychopath and the girl he's with is, like, clearly mentally challenged. <laughs> In some way. Yeah. Okay. I do. I. We should really quickly. I have address a lot that. to say about this. <laughs> I really have a lot to say about she, this. <laughs> is Is it a little bit uh, Forrest Gumpy? Is that what's okay. going on? Here's my theory. So the wife, it's not the wife. The girlfriend confides in the photographer when they went out that night. When he when they get into the bar fight, she says that she had been gang raped and put into a coma for a few months when she was little. And the reason why she's with this crazy asshole early, even though he beats her, is because she feels like she wanted protection. And I think she suffered, like, mental illness because of that. 
I think that you could say that. You could for sure say that. But do you think that the Juliette Lewis or the filmmakers um, thought that when they had her doing this? Because she's kind of doing the same thing she did in Too Young to Die. It's 100%. sort of the same guy. And I read something that said he saw her in Too Young to Die and was like, that's the character that I want. And get this. Hated her in Too Young to Die. Hated her in this. Couldn't Hate her so much in this. It. Could not stand it. And she's like got her cactus and she's got a yo-yo. And I think that yo-yo thing tips me off to the fact that she's a little bit She's not just dumb, right? She's like a kid. Like she has, she has mental. She has PTSD. She has. No, I think she has physical. I think she had physical brain damage. Yeah, I think she actually had brain damage, and so she's an easy flower to be. Also, like when when the photographer confronts her at the mine after the after she's seen him kill someone, and and she turns up the music in the car and starts like turning around in a circle. It's like that person is mentally handicapped. She's not just like an idiot. Heck, right? I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think so, but I'm just not entirely convinced that Juliet Lewis or Dominic Senna had the the um I don't know, that they, they had that insight. Like th- did no. they even think about that? Like or is it just did it just work? Like now looking back on it, it's just yeah. you can make that connection and say it and you have enough evidence to back it up and it's true. But like right. I don't know. I don't know, but I hope so because otherwise that performance is so over the top and annoying. I think that performance is just over the top and annoying. Or maybe But uh, maybe maybe they did think about it though too, because I was watching it like from a very like I'm a film critic, because you know this podcast makes us film critics, right? (laughs) Did you know that? (laughs) No, technically. Yeah. Technically it does. Yeah, so like I'm a film critic now and uh so she had that cactus that she took along with her, right, everywhere. And then she ends up dying in a cactus grove, and I was like, oh, this is like a callback, and there's some fucking Symbolic. thing. Symbolic. Yeah, like the director had some fucking thing in mind when he did that. Uh, I hate art. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God damn it. I hate art. Fucking <laughs> art, man. Okay, so they're on the road. Um, Brad Pitt, uh, he's supposed to pay for the gas at one point. Um and he sees a guy who's just like walking to the bathroom with money falling out of his pocket and um, easy target. <laughs> so he kills him in the bathroom. And then <laughs> he convinces Brian that there's no no sink in the bathroom. It's the damnedest thing. No, he doesn't no just kill him in the bathroom. He fucking murders aggressively oh, yeah. to the point where the urinal breaks. There's water spilling everywhere. He stabs, 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 stabs. It's like blood <laughs> water everywhere. It's like... like True terror it's a scene. Horror scene. And he walks out without a single drop of blood on his body. I thought that too. I was like, wow, he's really but when he was attacking him, he was covered in blood. Exactly. And then he just goes to that little sink and you know just rinses off. Clearly that's all And it then takes. he waltzes right out of there. He didn't even bother to like block the door or lock the door or any old person could have walked in there. He's absolute I mean, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's, it's a movie. very much a movie, and it's interesting throughout because the, throughout the whole movie, he like kills with no abandon. Yeah. Like randomly, which I thought was because he's not just like a guy who has the capacity to kill; he's actually a serial killer, which is what the guy David Duchovny was writing about. I do yeah. think that was intentional, like. Get inside the yeah. mind of a murderer by spending, you know, a week long road trip with them. Totally. Yeah, yeah, that was intentional. But was he was he even like a 
I guess he was a serial killer in that he killed people a lot, but but I, I sort of think he was a like a like a mad just like a mad murderer, not like necessarily a serial killer like Ted Bundy or something where he goes it's like methodical and like he has like I thought Well they follow it up in the end, the last one of the last lines of the movie when they make it to their bajillion dollar beach house in Malibu, which let's we can get there when we get to the which, end of the movie. But yeah. He says something like the thing about early, the one thing I've learned about killers from this is that I, he didn't have any remorse and he didn't have any, he didn't think about it. He just did it. He was missing that part of his brain, which is like, you know, which is, he, he didn't, it's not like he came back and then tried to make up for it in any way. He just kept on living his life. I didn't see him stressing anything. No, he wasn't. It was almost like, and you know, sometimes he had that like good old country boy thing about him, like when they're out shooting guns or they're, um, you know, just like at the bar and like he sort of gets in a bar fight defending his friend. And like there was a a couple of moments where they had a little bit of bonding and it was like sort of like I could have seen myself with someone like that and like just kind of like buying into their like rough and rowdy sort of demeanor and well, being like, oh, that's just how this person is. And well, it's one of those things. Whatever. Have you ever met and known like a true sociopath? Like a true... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have. I mean, they're, I'm a little bit. They're the kind sociopath. of people... Oh, no, you're definitely not. They're the kind of people, though, oh. when you meet like a real true sociopath, that when they give you their energy, you feel like you're the number one thing in the whole wide world. Even though they're psycho crazies, there's a certain... It's like Courtney Love, for instance. It's like she's uh-huh. a lunatic psychopath. But I've heard on many occasions that when you're in the room with her and she circle and she zeroes in on you, you feel like you're like worth a million bucks. So it may be that um, maybe I have then because I know some people who are like that where it's like I feel like I'm trying to get their attention and trying and then suddenly I have it and I'm like this is so, I don't know what to do with all of yeah. it like this is crazy yeah and then it goes away and you're like oh wow that was. I want that back again. Right. And I don't I know. Think it's like I, weird. It's like putting on the ring from Lord of the Rings and you're like, whoa, need that again. Yeah. Like, I just feel like there's that kind of energy. And I think that Brian, the character, the David Duchovny character was just like getting a whole bunch of validation from this like new bro who like seemingly didn't give a fuck about anything. And Brian cares about, you know, everything in the world and is like, and his girlfriend creative. and his girlfriend sees it like when they're, when they're shooting the guns, Okay, we'll get to that in a second. I think we're actually – is that where we are? Like, So they, they – he kills the guy in the bathroom. They leave. Um, David Duchovny never gets to go to the bathroom. He just had to go, but he never – I think he never got his chance. <laughs> no, he just needed to wash his hands because he was fucking with the engine. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> right. the way the world is. is. Yeah. Um, it was just messing around with it, just checking that the bolts are tight or something. Yeah. Um, and then – and then what? I forget how it really gets to the next thing. Uh, so the next it kind of picks up really quickly. He, so the first murder we see is before they hit the road, and it's the landlord, and the, he wears oh, the ring. Oh, the police! Right, the police yeah. see him. Yeah. Then he murders in the bathroom. Yeah. Then someone cuts him off, and he murders again. Someone cuts him off. Or someone honks his horn at him, and he murders again. Where does he murder him? Or maybe that Why was the guy in the this? bathroom. Maybe the guy in the bathroom was the one he got murdered. The guy in the bathroom, he just needed gas money. The only murders I but remember... Then, I think that they, that's when they went to... Then they, they went to a hotel. 
they went to like one of the locations, um, one of the filming lo- or the uh, camera locations, and and she expressed her, or that not the, sorry the murder locations, and she expressed her distaste for those two, and they sort of had a little argument about it, and then they stayed at a hotel, and then they went buddy buddy. No, 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 no. This was an what interesting thing. You didn't miss anything, but I want to fill in a little bit of this moment. They go to oh. the hotel. They had had a fight. Then they end up having this like crazy sex mm. up against the wall. <laughs> And they cut to Brad Pitt, like, skeeving out on them. And then in the morning, the girl's haircut oh. is trying to mimic the haircut of David Duchovny's girlfriend. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not only is he right. a murderer, but he's a sci-sci. <laughs> yeah, he's a <laughs> sci-sci. Like, he is, he is. He's off the rails crazy. He didn't just murder because he has rage. He, like, this is a serial killer with, with kinks and catch-ups. Yeah, and you know, we sort of didn't even even mention the fact that he busted out that good old uh, Confederate flag hat. Yeah, and so and then that so I'm so glad you brought that up because this is in one of my notes. Is that the other thing is David Duchovny at the end when they're in their beach house is like I never did figure out why um, he was a murderer, but then at the very end of the of the movie, like when he's still alive and they're in that house with the mannequins that makes no sense and they're going through the pictures. Yeah. She holds up a picture of someone in a clan's gown and he goes, that guy looks like my father. Oh. And so I gathered. You can catch that. Yeah, I gathered that his dad was a clansman and he was wearing that. Probably. He was wearing that hat the whole time and. I thought that was a little, that was a thing that I picked up on because I was hyper watching it because I'm a movie critic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, one of us is a movie critic. (laughs) I am. I am. I am. Take me seriously. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Um, um, But yeah, I thought that was interesting because they did did answer the question about his dad. It sort of seemed like they were trying to fill out that his dad was a, a factor because yeah. he, he also mentioned like do you hate your father is that why you're doing this and you know he, he kept mentioning his dad remember that like david duchovny kept saying mentioning things about his father and, and brad Pitt was always like what no yeah <laughs> but like he did to... bring it up yeah interesting um so anyway he we'll murders up... they get into a bar fight they fuck the hair gets cut they get back on the road they go to another site he steals a purse he steals a purse Maybe he stole the purse from the first place they went when they got kicked uh, off of the farm. And then after the after the bar fight, they go to the uh, uh, they go shooting a gun. They go shooting the gun, and she's like, she kind of freaks out at at Duchovny because she's like, like, who are you? Like, why are you friends with this fucking asshole? Like, he's crazy and abusive, and like, what's wrong with you? Oh, and while they're at the bar, she fixes what's her name's hair. Remember? Yeah. And they really get down, and she, yeah, and we find out that she's she been, yeah, she's been beaten by Brad, but only when she does bad things, and we really see the scope of their relationship, and it's heartbreaking. Yeah, because that little uh, idiot, <laughs> that poor little idiot, <laughs> bless her idiot face. She, but um, fuck her acting seriously, I couldn't handle it. Really, she is unbearable. <laughs> she is. Just being Forrest Gump. It's like Forrest yeah. Gump if she was a sex slave. Yeah, a I Forrest was just like, I can't. Like, I, maybe it's because we watched Too Young to Die and she really was the same character, but I was just like, oh no, Juliette Lewis. Like, I always, until this podcast, I've had so much respect for her acting. I guess I never really thought about it. 
But I now I sort of want to rewatch who's e- what's eating Gilbert Grape because, well, by the way, she, when she finished this and guess she did what she starts Gilbert, dating. She starts we dating. read the same articles. <laughs> yes, Sir Johnny Depp. Um, uh, I I wrote a couple of notes that we are starting to get past, but I want to mention them before they go away completely. Yeah, I sort of love the name Early. I do too. Isn't it kind of a cute name? Yeah. Like Early. It's not like the name Seven. You know, it's like. The more you think about it, you're like, Early is kind of a nice name. It sucks that he's like a horrible <laughs> serial killer who's yeah. like a complete fucking crazy rapist. But yeah. um, but it's a cute name. I um, did like it. Early and Adele. Like they're really nice, Early cute southern names. Yeah, I was into They it. are. Yeah. Um, also, I'm going to start using the deflection tool. Is that French? <laughs> when someone <laughs> says something that I don't understand, I'll be like, huh, is that French? <laughs> he had a couple of good one-liners. He goes... Pass me a reeb. <laughs> David's like, oh, what? a reeb. I know. Well, people are spelled I, that's, backwards. That's, yeah, I know. Beer <laughs> spelled backwards. Thanks for clearing that one up. <laughs> um, it's people used to say that in high school. In my high school, people would say, "Pass me a reeb," and I sort of. That's why I think I sort of when he was doing that whole buddy thing, and they were like drinking and like peeing outside and stuff, and I was like, oh, that sound looks like you know, he might be like a sociopath who I would like to have his attention like when i have his you know I, what you're saying where it's like yeah you get his attention and you're like you know he's not so bad maybe he or you know maybe he's just he's a good guy just who made some bad decisions or something like that you know what i mean and totally be totally 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 like there was like they when they wrote this script 100 percent he was supposed to be charmed by this killer and he was charming and, and that's he was the thing, charming he and that's a sociopathic a thing that's like a thing about psych- sociopaths and not psychopaths is that like they are charming and they're manipulative and they're convincing, but they're also cracked and crazy. Yeah, like Hannibal Lecter, Hannibal Lecter, That's so a, charming, ex- such a sweet guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except the face eating. Um, mm. Yeah, even with the Confederate Confederate flag hat, you know, I still, I still, you know, he can still get it. <laughs> and that's uh. the thing is he fully brad pitt did a great job of acting because of how good he was at being both insanely uh, unhinged and also you know what's weird this movie got well i'm not going to talk about the reviews yet um okay we're almost there juliette lewis is playing doing her best rain man um (laughs) why did uh when he when they killed the landlord why did they bury the butt why did they dig such a deep hole and then not even cover the body up so i That's don't think that out. that hole was intended to be a grave i think it just became one I, that whole thing was it intended to be it seemed like no, it was it was because they left the next day the night before she, he was digging and she was like you know he was like dinner almost ready or whatever and she was like almost and then he's digging the hole and then you know, he's like, I'll be done soon or whatever. And then they leave the next day and that's what the body is. And so I think that it was, and they only half covered it. Like they partly did cover it. What the fuck was that hole for? And I, why did you I literally t- wrote, I wrote that exact same thing was my first thing was what the fuck was that hole for? This is directly from my notes. What the fuck was that hole for? Ha ha ha. Naked Brad emerges from pit with the city in the background. Entirely unnecessary, <laughs> <laughs> but appreciated. It's true. Yeah. Um, I think there's actually quite a few things about this movie that make it seem like Brad was doing a good job. Um, that, and also the fact that the cinematography was pretty good. Really great. 
I I said the same. I thought the same thing. It looked really great. And, it's, and it, it makes Brad Pitt seem better. Like there's yeah. a few good shots where like it really kind of shows like lets you see a different side of his character. Okay, that sounded like a film critic. Well, I no. Thought- yeah, you are a film critic, baby. Get Ugh. on, get on the trolley. So that I, the moment where I was like, I wrote this note, word for word, best acting Brad's done yet. I don't feel like I'm watching him act. I believe in his character, which is a first for me. The serial thing suits him, and that being said, the character is very believable. Why would Duke Coveney not get a vibe? That was a whole different thing. But when I wrote that note, <laughs> it was when he um, was having sex with the little idiot in the car and he catches her taking pictures and he looks at her like, uh, I see you. Uh, I was like that. I was like convinced. Like I, it wasn't like, Oh, look at him trying. I was like, damn Brad. Like, this is great. This character acting that was good for you. Yeah. That was a good character acting moment. Um, I guess I missed a few notes because the other note I had was, um, I just wrote, just let the man empty his pee bag, <laughs> which is oh, what the guy yeah, was doing yeah. in the bathroom. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he That's threw his right. leg up on that urinal and started emptying a pee bag. I was like, <laughs> Why on earth? Like, imagine the prop, why. Imagine the prop master being like, "Get the pee bag." Why was yeah. that? Why couldn't he have just why? been peeing? <laughs> he, all, he was gonna get killed. Maybe they had developed the storyline earlier and then ended up cutting it out or something. What I'm so curious where that storyline was going to be. So, that because is so funny. How was that going to be part of the story where you're like, okay, so we need he needs he needs something he needs something to do. Yeah, and then they're like, I know a pee bag. It's perfect. <laughs> what? How did Shockingly that strange. I couldn't for one second understand what was going on another, there. Another great line from early was uh, when he saw that ugly lady and he was like, shave that dog and teach it to hunt. <laughs> it's like that was mean. That was mean, and why did you have to say that? It wasn't part of the story it. at all. I love that line. It's a um, funny line. It's another one of his funny hick lines. Um, he was really good. So it also in that um, – I watched Inside the Actor's Studio. Also in that interview, he go, the guy's like, well, why did you decide on that accent? And he goes – everybody was trying to be like De Niro and – putting on these like New York accents. And he was like, I just decided that I wanted to be like the guys I went to high school with in Missouri and just like be a, a super hick. Yeah. And, and it, and he was just like, I'm just going to like trust myself for the first time and just like oh. not be directed entirely, which I think is maybe why it was so, um, why it worked. I think so too. I think that makes actually a lot of sense. And yeah. you know, it was also kind of cool was that, um, Brad Pitt actually had his chipped tooth would, or his, his tooth. Chipped. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, it's so cool. Like he really went all in for that, and like, I don't know. That seems like a lot to do for a role. Um, Chip your tooth. That's a permanent. Then you just have a permanently chipped tooth. I don't know. I guess who gives a shit if that's your job? I mean, but what happened? So then he just got it permanently fixed. Yeah. Well, but then he has a permanently fake, partially fake tooth, which like could fall off, and then like. You know, you, maybe you have to completely get your tooth replaced eventually because of this one role that you did when you were 29. I don't know if I would have allowed that had I been on the crew. Anyway, uh, I also read an interview um, where he was asked if he'd ever been in a real fight. And he said, ooh. Oh, yeah. Did you read this? He goes, I ooh, yeah. One, yeah. Are you kidding? He goes, you don't get to this age without being in a fight. I remember one. I was 18. Worst one I ever had. Like, he, t- he speaks like a hick. The teacher got involved. She got her dress ripped. When you're going at it, you get lost. 
It was over something stupid. I can't even remember. (laughs) It's so fucking funny because it's like, I, I'm not a fight. And he said it's easy to get out of a fight. Yeah. And I think in that same interview, he said like, it's easy to not get in a fight. Um, but you know, you do. And I was like, yeah, it is easy to not get in a fight. Cause I always talk my way out of getting every time I've been in a situation where maybe I'm going to get in a fight. I talk my way out of it. Cause I'm not going to win a fight. See, this is the difference between boys and girls. I never, except for with my siblings, which isn't a thing you can really talk your way out of. I've had no occasion oh, to get into a fight ever. You know, one time I was near one time. Apparently I looked, I was in Idaho and I looked funny at, at a guy apparently and this hick ass bitch comes up and looks at me and she goes, you trying to talk to my boyfriend? And I was like, I'm from Los Angeles. Like, no. And my friend Nora, also <laughs> hick ass bitch, pulls the girl's hair down to the oh, ground Jesus. and dragged her outside and they started fighting. And I was like, this is 100% not my MO. <laughs> well, oh yeah. Same, same. <laughs> no interest whatsoever yeah i remember you know what's funny is i remember in like this is so random but in in um like seventh grade we went to like some i was at a christian school of me and like 24 students and um we went to this like play and it was like student day at the theater and like a ton of other schools were there and this one kid from my class is a little cutty and he um (laughs) there was like some other kids from another school who like i guess looked at him funny and he was like staring them down and like they were all like are we gonna fight these guys like all the kids in my class were like hey i think these guys want to fight us and they're like yeah we could take them like look we got Derek, we got aaron oh and we got michael like we should fight these guys i'm like me you you think i'm an (laughs) asset in this fight i weigh like 86 pounds i we're not don't put me in this. but i was trying to act hard like little closeted 11 year old me like yeah bitch we're gonna go down we're gonna throw down um it's like we i don't know it's just never i never needed to fight anyway so um we're, let's finish this movie um yeah. we're almost there that was a good they, story though okay cool <laughs> good personal <laughs> anecdote. little little p anecdote um yeah. pa never hurt nobody <laughs> <laughs> where so where are we so he they does he when does he kill what's the next kill so is it the, he kills a couple times i don't really remember and then she oh sees, he kills in the they see she sees him on the news she's getting a real bad vibe and we're getting a real bad vibe as viewers because we're seeing him kill a few people and then <laughs> starting to get a bad vibe from the killer. We're starting to be like, okay, something's going to give. Meanwhile, this is a two-hour movie, so we're we're like only about an hour in at this point. Yeah. Um, and she walks in, sees him on the news. They've tracked him from killing his landlord and killing the guy with the catheter. And she looks up as he's walking in, and he says, bitch, no. And yeah, and pers- he- Locks that shit down. Yeah. And um, kills just for the hell of it. And terrible storm coming. They, let's see, um, get in that car. And poor Juliette Lewis. She's like, no, he was, she's like, he's like, I don't know. He was still breathing when I walked out. And she's like, see, it's fine. Yeah, because the photographer, yeah, she's so mad. And Juliette Lewis, like, thinks that she has a new friend. And she's like, she's really upset. She's not upset that her boyfriend has just killed someone. She's upset that the girl who has sort of taken her under her wing is, is upset, which is a very yeah. 
baby childlike thing to be, which is like you're not upset totally. about the true thing. You're upset because someone you like has their feelings hurt and you feel responsible for it. And so that moment is like heartbreaking, heartbreaking when she says it that. Is. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I don't know if that's good on her, Juliette Lewis, or if it's good on the writers and directors for no, sort of putting that in. it's not good on her. I refuse to believe it's good on her. I think it was the writers. True. Same. Because they made her, and that brings me back to my first point of like, she's she's mentally challenged. Because that's a very, like, she she's stunted from the time she was raped. I think that they actually, circling back to that, I do think that they thought about it that way. Yeah, they probably did. Yeah. Um... Uh, okay, so then they go, they leave that place. Brad Pitt sort of has that situation on lock. Uh, they, they go, go to a mine. Some cops mine. show up. Kill the cops. He kills both of the cops in front of them, and that's finally when David Duchovny is like, gets it. Yeah, what the fuck, David Duchovny? Get it together, dude. <laughs> like, take him so long? Are you still in denial? Like, yeah. Whatever. And she, the girl, that, that girlfriend... You know, she. I'm just gonna say it. She's kind of a bitch. She's a little bit, a little snooty. Okay, but what the hell would you do in that situation? No, I know, but she didn't have to be like that. <laughs> well, I would like to know what you would be. <laughs> um, if your boyfriend was so thick that he just is now getting to this point, if he had been a little bit wiser two murders ago, one murder ago, maybe she wouldn't have, have to be such a bitch. Yeah, that's true, I guess. But you're she was like a bitch from the go. That's the thing. She was, she had she's a... unhappy in her life, and she's feeling insecure. But yes, you're right. She was, she's annoyed. I mean, she's... Yeah, then I'll tell you what. This road trip's not going to fix your relationship. But apparently it did. But we're not there yet. So anyway. But it did. It did in the end. Yeah. So they finally see... David Duchovny finally sees with his own two eyes what a cold-blooded killer this is and how he has no... He has he'll just fucking murder and murder. So then they end he's up a full blown psychopath. He's a full blown psychopath, yeah. and then they end up in a house. And this is what I got a little. This is the only time I got a little bored. They're in the house. Um, Same. I got a little, little bored. Yeah, and there's a showdown at the house, and there's an old lady, and he kills in cold blood her husband. But but Juliette Lewis finally realizing that her boyfriend's a sci-sci, lets the old woman out. Brad comes yeah, out. Yeah, but I think she does, but she never really fully admits it to herself even then. No, and like, so Brad like, sees... Right. Yeah. Yeah, Brad sees that she's done that, goes outside, kills her in a cactus field, and meanwhile, this whole time, there's this cactus theme with her, where she yeah. ha- she loves cactuses it's because they hurt other people, but they are, they can grow anywhere, and while there was like, there's some fucking meta bullshit art that the writer wanted us to know that, whatever, didn't work. And... So Juliette Lewis is dead. Then early sort of takes David's girlfriend and kind of turns her into a Juliette Lewis type. He tries. He tries. But she really just goes like, like full, um, like almost catatonic where she's yeah. just like, do whatever, yeah, do whatever, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to put up a fight. It's obviously not worth it. And um, I'm not going to resist anything. And I'm just going to just do what you got to do. Please don't kill me. I just need to. I just want to get out alive. Yeah. Um, and then and David Duchovny is handcuffed to a fucking piano and whatever. We think he's dead. And then he drives her to a house in the middle of nowhere that is filled with mannequins for some reason. Yeah. And it's just I like, don't know. I don't get why. They're like, let's just make a creepy set. 
with no implications. Let's just like treat our viewers as if there's like creepy mannequin sets all over the United I States. I was imagining that it's the same set that they used in um, that new Indiana Jones movie where they uh, – it was the town where they did the tests for the nuclear thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't see it. Never seen it. But they did go to a lot of nuclear test sites in this movie. So maybe that was it. Maybe it was like a nuclear test site where they wanted to – like they had those mannequins there oh. to like see how – Oh, yeah, that makes sense. No, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Um, So basically, a tussle breaks out. He tries to rape her. David Duchovny comes back from the seeming dead, and it's a brutal scene in which uh, early, early, early comes back to life a couple times in, like, any thriller trope, and then eventually dies. Um, But, so Brad Pitt died in... um... Uh, a river runs through it, but we didn't get to see him die. I think this is his first on-camera death. Oh, and I got news for you. He looked good with that split lip. <laughs> it was – he so did. And he – I just wanted to take care of him. Yeah. Um, he <laughs> – Even though it was he a good death. 10 people. Great death. I'm telling you, I love this movie just for the sheer fact that finally I'm like, okay, Michael and I aren't crazy. Like he is a good actor. This was a good performance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I thought the we same have thing. gone through such yeah. bullshit with him where we're like, oh my God, are we just <laughs> crazy? I'm like blinded by his good looks. No, he truly acted yeah. in this. He did. And he did a good job. And it was, and I think it was, um, well, okay, now we're at the end of the movie. We can kind of talk about um, other things surrounding it, but the, it didn't get that great of reviews. Um, no. I first had... of all, oh, sorry, go on. Still, I'm still pretty fucking pissed that at Entertainment Weekly. They gave it a D. A D. They gave this a D. Mind you, too young to die, an A. And then this has a D. So So this is really interesting because again, this is one of his first movies where there's like there's a whole gamut of of reviews all of a sudden on his movies. Yeah. Roger Ebert gave it five stars because of Brad Pitt's performance. Which is maximum. Sorry, yeah. four stars. Because of Brad's performance, it's got currently 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is low. Yeah, but 82% in Google reviews. Oh, okay. And a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. So it Pretty, was, also kind of low, but... That's, but no, it's, thing it's is like it, a solid B movie, like he himself said. Like, it's not bad. Yeah. People, people liked it. It's um, a pretty straightforward, like, thriller. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like a, a thriller. But it's I think it's a pretty well done thriller. I think the thing that honestly brings it down the most is Juliette Lewis. Like mm-hmm. I think she – I think her character had to be kind of vulnerable and dumb and – you know. but like she, I just don't like her in this. But like – Yeah. It's like – it's interesting. Would I have liked anybody in that role? I think so. She's just so – but she's so over the top. Like we get it. I don't know. I think there's She's probably... also still – she's 19 or – 20 maybe maybe 20 but yeah. she's young. she's 19 and she's starring alongside her boyfriend who by the way they were cast without knowing that they were a couple which is really interesting just so stupid yeah it's like they're the couple of the 90s how do you not know yeah dominic you're how did nobody tell him either like you know that they're a very popular like right they're like a famous couple right it's yeah. like get with the program don get it together dom um, so here's before we do the ratings I just have one more thing to say I just glanced back at my notes and this is an obvious thing and I'll probably say this for all the dated movies but like where were phones <laughs> why didn't anybody 
make a phone call, even outside, oh, yeah. of, even outside of cell phones. Like the woman, the house that they were in, like the, the old hotel. man was sitting there, the hotel, like, why didn't they make any phone calls the whole time? And I know that that like throws the whole movie under the bus because then it's like the movie doesn't exist. But still, I couldn't help thinking like if this movie was made now, there would be a destroyed phone at least one or two places. Well, maybe in the old people's house, she did use the phone because the cops then showed up to the place that they went, which is a little weird because they didn't. She didn't really know where they were going, so they just said she went. They went south. Oh yeah, that way. Yeah. Yeah. When he was leaving, he remember David Duchovny was like, "You call the police. I'm gonna go." Yeah, but why didn't they do it fucking earlier? I know this is bullshit. It's true. We don't even need to anyway. get there, but I thought about it and I hated it. Um, now I'm ready for ratings. Are you ready for ratings? Where no, are... let's talk about before we give ratings to everything. Let's talk about. Um, are we out of time? No, we have like another ten minutes left. Um, yeah, but we haven't even talked about the drove of information that we have on. Oh my god, we have so forty-five minutes in. About. Well, keep on going. Let's just let's just okay. Let's just well, let's really quickly just go through their um, ratings. Very very like last last thing before we say goodbye. Anyway, um, let's talk about uh, how it, the movie was received and like some fun facts about the movie. Hold on, stop. Um, I know you have a lot of those. Yeah, what? Go again. You're just cut out a bit. Oh. Um, let's talk about some of the fun facts about the movie. Um, because I know you have a lot of those and I have a lot of those. And we probably have a lot of similar ones, if not all of the same ones. <laughs> um, and so let's see. So we talked about his chip tooth. Yeah. Um, there's an incomplete comic version of the movie somewhere, which I meant it's to online. try to look. I have it. You found it? Oh, yeah. yeah I have were. it. I'll send it to you right now. Yeah, it's a full-on... Um, it's it's incomplete, but it's pretty complete um, graphic novel based on this we movie. Put some little bits of that on the Instagram, uh, on, on the Instagram. Absolutely, it's really cool. I'm going to send it to you right now while we're talking. Okay. Um, um, Sean Penn was considered for early, which would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Keanu Reeves was considered for Brian, also would have been interesting. I could see that clearly. Um, that same movie. Although I like, could, I would love to see Keanu Reeves as um, as early. Yeah. That would have been cool too. Um, I also thought it was interesting. I, th- I think I'm so glad that we're finally here because we can talk about how Brad Pitt views himself and his yes. acting his role. Yes. Uh, like the fact that he took this role because he didn't want show business to fence him in and like to pigeonhole him as mm-hmm. America's sweetheart golden boy. Yeah. He wanted to be a versatile actor. Um, yeah, and we've talked about this before. In fact, on the last episode, we talked about how he was so – his reception from Thelma and Louise was so much like butt, 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 cute, hot guy that he really yeah. like veered away from it intentionally, that. deliberately made these choices. Well, he he made – he did a series – he did three – or he did a few um, like bad movies on purpose – well, the, he did, he didn't pick bad movies on purpose. He just picked movies that weren't what he was probably getting offered a lot of. Like yeah. he he did Thelma and Louise, and he was probably getting a ton of offers for movies that were like more of that. Mm-hmm. And he probably and then he turned them down to do movies like uh, I think he did Johnny Swade after Thelma and Louise. I know he did it before. Yeah. Um, what movie did he do? Cool World. After Thelma and Louise, he did Cool World. Yeah. And. Yeah. And it was like on purpose that he he did that because it was like so different from Thelma and Louise, even though maybe it wasn't like 
the wisest decision career wise. It was like, why would you pick that movie? Um, he picked it because he didn't want to do Thelma and Louise stuff. The same with the river runs through it. He picked that because it wasn't Thelma and Louise. Exactly. And I read a couple of interviews about that, but, um, here's an interview that he did where the interviewer says, tell me about early. And he goes, I guess he's pretty wacky says Pitt. <laughs> and the interviewer's clear <laughs> in love, clearly in love with him. Cause this is the way it's written. I guess he's pretty wacky says Pitt. While I try not to gop at him. <laughs> Uh, what, do you want, what do you want me to tell you about it? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how it would be for me. <laughs> yeah. What do you want me to tell? What do you want to tell you about him? He likes Leonard Skinner, drinks a lot of beer, spits a lot. Sounds like fun to play. He's a blast. Are you kidding? I like. Yeah. It's like cops and robbers again. But then he goes on to say, um, "I've read a lot of scripts with killer idiots, and they're just black and white TV fodder. I liked hearing everyone's analyzation of serial killers. It's a given. I don't know why." You look at a litter of puppies and you see their pers personalities in the first week. I don't know why some people become killers and some become doctors. He's a pig, real white trash, you know? People annoy yeah. you. But if you watch them on the screen, you see why they're that way. Um, Brad Pitt's not dumb. Yeah, he goes, I remember I started reading a book about, uh, on the psychology of killers. And I got to page 23 and it just bored the hell out of me. You just kind of go <laughs> automatic. Whatever works for you. <laughs> He goes, I got better things to do with my time uh, than live like a bum for two months to get into this role. You just drop your morals. Seriously, it's that easy. That easy, everybody. Take notes. It's that easy. He And then I also, I in some other thing, I think it was part of that same article where they said like, um, they were saying how he's not dumb and all that. And then they're like, but he does have this like, <laughs> this like stare that he does off in the distance where he might be contemplating something deep or he might be trying to remember the question. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He has that. He is a boy from Oklahoma. He does have, like, he did call yeah, on his roots to get there. He has that good there. old boyness. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is a really funny thing that ha doesn't really have to do with this, but it calls back to if we were interviewing him. <laughs> so the interviewer comes up and knocks on his on his trailer and he doesn't answer for a second. And then he opens the door and he goes, sorry, I was taking a shower. And the article oh, goes, God. the article goes, Brad apologizes, signing for the sandwiches. A smile breaks across his face that could set feminism back 25 years. He's handsome <laughs> to the bone, tall with good shoulders, free from the tyranny, free from the tyranny of over-delivered muscles, waist as thin as a Bible page, blessed with the kind of looks that less fortunate actors with four times the desire would sell their souls for. He may, it seems, yep. have gone through some effort to hide them. Damn. Oh. Totally. So that's the world um, we're in. Like people are starting to be like. That's where we are. People are noticing. Yeah, people are. That noticing. there's something about him, and that's the thing yeah. is there's something about him because, um, it's not a complete revelation for an actor to purposely do things so that they don't get pigeonholed as something yeah. specific. That's that's your and career. It's what everybody. I mean, that some people don't mind that. Um, some people don't mind being like pigeonholed, especially if it's something cool. Um, you know, like like I feel like in a lot of ways. I don't, well, that's, I'm not going to say that, but, um, he was, he said that in a lot of different interviews, how he, he took this role specifically California, mm -hmm. even though he had kind of already done it with too young to die, which he, he doesn't really mention, but he kind of yeah. sort of did a little bit. Yeah. Um, but he, he took this role because it was, he's just coming off a river runs through it. And he says he wanted to show what you can do. And, you know, he, he, he was. He said that he could have played David Duchovny's character Brian, um, but he needed to play the bad guy because he needed that balance. Yeah. And 
you know, somebody, some, someone else might have told him, like I'm sure his agents or someone told him, like you should play to your strengths and, and you're really good at being golden boy, the boy Cute that boy, everybody yeah. wants. Cute boy who is lovable and sweet and like all American and like got this like, <coughs> Sorry. you know, this, this, it's okay. Disgusting, but okay. I'm sick. <laughs> I'm a sick girl. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, yeah, he has this like lovableness, and you know, somebody might tell him like play to that, play to that strength, and he's like, no, fuck that. I'm gonna grow a big nasty beard. And remember when we were we, I think we even talked about this when we were watching interviews from A River Runs Through It. He had this like scraggly beard, yes. and people would like ask about yes. about like that role, and he was always like kind of dismissive of A River Runs Through It, and it was like almost weird how dismissive he was of A River Runs Through It, and he, it was because he was in the role of California, yeah. and he was like his brain was in like like gross yeah i mean i don't want to say he was thinking like a serial killer but he his his brain was not in a river runs through it and his looks were not a river runs through it and everyone was like who is this like weird looking hobo who's this uh, apparently is the same person as like it looks like a completely different person which says a lot to what he knew he could do um so I i think that it's interesting like why did it work for brad pitt when it's not a new revelation, it's not a new concept that an actor would purposely take other roles to show that they have versatility. Is it because a lot of other actors don't have that same? No, versatility? I don't know. I think I think it's something that everybody does. Tom Hanks is a really good example of that. He was cast throughout the '90s as the exact same person over and over again, which is like the good boy, you know, like this. The while you were sleeping, I'm oh, sorry, not while you were sleeping, sleepless in Seattle. You've got mail, like cute '90s boy toy, and then. At some uh, point, Turner like, and Hooch. Turner and Hooch, big, like all of those like sweet white America's sweetheart boy looks. And then he flipped that shit on its head with, I think, starting with uh, maybe Castaway or something. But his whole role. Yeah, kind of. He, no, he's become a completely diverse. He's not as much of a character actor as Brad Pitt is, but he's he's not just good guy anymore. Like he's done Look, all I sorts of shit. I love Tom Hanks, but he, he always plays good guy. He, I don't, I can't remember anything where he's played. I guess he that. plays the good guy, but he doesn't play like the sweetheart. Like his 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 he became like, yeah he he was like in Philadelphia. He was like he started to play these really heavy roles intentionally. Yeah. and I, I don't nobody has the same trajectory as Brad Pitt, but I just mean like he flipped. People were saying this is him. We're gonna stereotype him, and this is gonna be him. And he said, okay, but I want to be more taken seriously in in this regard. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there yeah. with you. I think that he, he, uh, he did a really good job, and he had that thing. He had that. Yeah. Um, okay, so we should sort of. Okay. Oh, one quick, a quick anecdote that I feel like it's worth mentioning because it's really interesting, even though it's not really about Brad Pitt. Um, the the battle between the writer and the director, and oh, yeah. how they wrote. They wrote like articles about each other. Yeah, in the LA Times. In the LA Times, which is so funny and, and old school. So wild. Now it would be Highly on Twitter. Recommended. Now it would yes, be on Twitter. it would be a Twitter battle. Yeah. And but now it's like the most. It's almost like they're like throwing shade at each other in the funniest way possible because it's it's on in the LA Times in like this random section called what was the section called? Um, uh, punch counter punch. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a little section called Counterpunch where they write these mean articles about it. So, I mean, you read these stories, right? Did you read, read both them. the articles? I read both the – well, I skimmed both the articles and I was – these guys are just like so mad at each other. And they're like really they're passive so aggressive. Funny. And then they're like, ah, so but bad. whatever. 
It's so funny. Yeah. Well, well, the writer. Okay. So, a uh, quick overview for the listeners. Highly recommend you go read these articles. They're on the LA Times. Uh, it's called Counterpunch. Um, but it started when there was a scathing review written about the movie California by an uh, by a uh, movie critic. Um, and the movie critic said that the credited writer Tim Metcalf wrote California so that he wouldn't be pigeonholed as a writer of a different movie called Revenge of the Nerds. Um, and Tim Metcalf mm-hmm. took offense to that. And he wrote a very sassy article on Counterpunch um, where he he defended his defended California by saying it was supposed to be a black comedy that reflected his own obsession with true true crime. By the way, Tim Metcalf and David Duchovny, probably total my favorite murder fans. Oh, my God. Big time. Big time. Just like us. Um, just like us. <laughs> in yeah. fact, it's interesting because when we were talking about this one in particular and the last podcast I listened to was MFM. And this movie was about serial killers. I was like, oh, And no. someone who's obsessed with true crime. Yeah, I wish we could have those two on our podcast. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Anyway. Karen- if you're listening, please join us. Um, so anyway, so so Metcalf wrote that um, it was supposed to be a black comedy that reflected his own obsession with true crime. And he was offended by the changes that the director, um, Dominic Cena, ultimately made, mm-hmm. including the cliched voiceover narration. <laughs> and he um, which we talked about last episode. Yeah, which is such a 90s thing. I feel like narration has gone to the dust now. Totally. Well, we it don't is, need it anymore. It's bullshit. It honestly is cliche. Yeah. And it's not. But yeah. in this movie, it kind of worked. Like I didn't. Maybe it didn't need it. But the movie, it, it I think the movie did need it because it, it would have been longer to sort of. Here's the thing. Let's yeah. just get into the ratings really quickly. I know that okay. I'm sorry to interrupt your thing, but it didn't need it or not need it. But it wasn't annoying that it was there. And I enjoyed it. The whole time. Okay. I never thought to myself, yes. like, why is this here? In A River Runs Through It, I was like, this is clearly just trying to get us through the slog of a movie that's, like, really long and thought out. This one, I was just like, oh, okay, like, I like to know what's happening. Also, it was like he was writing a book, so it was sort of like we were reading his book. And he was a writer, so it yeah. made a little bit more sense. Yeah. That's, what I, that's how I thought of it. Is it was, like, him, sort of from his perspective. And then at the end of the movie, when they're in that fucking crazy $7 billion house, yeah. um, he's narrating as he's writing so it's like it sort of seems like he's writing he's telling the story of this road trip right we're listening to him read his book while watching the drama unfold yeah exactly so i, yeah. I thought the narrations fit in that. like it's they sort as long as you can explain away the narration at some point it's not as like obnoxious um but i get i do get where he's coming from okay so you want to rate it you want to skip okay and just just to cap it off just so that yeah. You know, if you're listening, Dr. Dominic Cena responded with his own article where he threw shade back at Metcalf and said, <laughs> he said, since Metcalf's involvement with the project lasted a few short months and mine one and a half yes. years, hopefully I can provide a somewhat <laughs> less fragmented perspective on the process. Damn. <laughs> and he also said that the, the, the script had a, that the script couldn't go into production because it had a myriad of story problems and plot holes that were that I solved. Yeah, while talking um, so, about the script and the budget, uh, it made $2 million, 2.3. Oh, it was a $9 harsh. million dollar budget. Yikes. Oopsies. So before we get into our ratings, I just want to read this one rating that I read uh, 
from Entertainment Weekly, who gave it a D. Okay. <laughs> Fucking Entertainment Weekly. Listen to the scathing review. I loved it so much. I screenshot it. California. It's like a film school thesis gone, dis- gone disastrously wrong. Early, Brad Pitt, a mangy white and trash sociopath, lives in a trailer with a child like Adele and kills people as casually as if they were bugs. Blah, 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 tells the story, but this is my favorite line. He goes, Pitt's performance is straight from the look how many days I skipped washing my hair school of grunge integrity. D. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted to bring that up before we raided his hair. (laughs) Because, yeah, what do you think? Let's start with hair. I give I give his hair honestly a six. Now here's the thing: Are we including facial hair? Yeah. Yeah, I really I thought that beard I thought it was perfectly scraggly for the character, and I'll give it a seven. I thought it was six because it it was it was good for the character, but it just like it didn't make Brad Pitt look more sexy. Right, but it I just, think it worked for the character, and he, Brad Pitt is sexy, so it worked. But, like, as far as, like, compared to, like, in the movie Troy or something where his hair is Glistening. really yeah. glistens and brings his entire look, like, yeah. to the next level, yeah. it's not quite the same. I see what you're saying. Uh, but given that this is his first role that either of us have truly enjoyed as an actor, I think that he committed so much to have his tooth chipped and to grow out all of his hair in that way. And so I give him points for, like, sticking, sticking to yeah. his character. So I'm going to bump it up to a seven. Because okay. I, I thought it really suited him. Okay. Um, and then his acting performance? I mean... I'm thinking I, an eight. I'm thinking an eight. I'm thinking even maybe an eight and a half. Because I was so yeah. overjoyed. I'm going to give him that extra half because I was so overjoyed to genuinely think he was doing a good job. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and give him a straight up nine. Because it was almost... Uh, it was. So, I think the last thing we gave him... A, didn't we give him a, no, an we, eight or a nine on Thelma and Louise? Yeah, but we did. But we gave him an eight or a nine on Thelma and Louise. We should probably write these down for future reference. But I we gave him an eight because that. he did what he needed to do. Like he did what he needed to do, but it wasn't necessarily good. Actually, he did really well in that movie. He did. No, he he. We we talked about this a lot, but we we yeah. ended up giving him, I think, an eight because it was he went on there and he did a good job. He lost a little bit of points because the accent made me think: Is he faking right. the accent? That's What's right. going on? But it, it was an eight because he totally did his job and he, he was very effective at his character. And I think this one, I'm going to give him a nine because he did his job. He was very effective at his character. And I forgot that he was him. Brad, Pitt, this right. mega star. Right. Like he didn't feel like he was like being this guy on right. screen. He, he really sold his creepiness in a way that, um, I sort of wanted him to do in too young to die where it was like, he was creepy and like, I didn't like him in that though. A hundred percent. And I think it gives us hope as people who are undertaking this huge undertaking of watching all of his movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's like really hard work that we're doing. It's like, okay, well we're not always just going to be like seeing the same person in every single movie. Now we can see like versatility. So like every movie is now for me, at least way more exciting where I'm like, we've gotten through the bullshit. Now it's just like, we get to see how he changes and, and why he is who he is. And it validates I think our reason for doing this podcast because exactly. there's a reason we're doing totally. this. Yeah. And so, that is, the, and this validated the reason that we're doing this exactly. entire podcast. Exactly. It was right. like, so for that, do we just, just like, give yeah. him a 10? Cause he set us out up. No, 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 sorry. No, I'm giving him a nine for that because okay. it was, I mean, 
basically I want to leave room because yeah, there's fair enough. We do that every time. It's hard to say to give him a ten out of ten. It's hard to say ten out of ten because that means it was flawless and perfect. And I don't know that it felt completely flawless and perfect. I just mm-hmm. think it was incredibly good. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm fine with that. And then what about overall? The movie. Mm-hmm. The movie itself. The movie itself. Um. Seven. That's pretty high. For, he he qualifies it as a pretty good B movie, and I have to say, I'm I was entertained. And I, how yeah. how do you judge a movie outside of entertainment? I, I'm going to go for a seven too. Really exactly. great. I think it loses points because I could not stand Juliette Lewis every time she was on screen. I was like, please stop. Ugh, uh, so annoying. So annoying, and and you know. Again, it was the the music was a little '90s, and the that part in the house was a little slow. It was a little long in general. I yeah, think it, absolutely. I actually paused it. <laughs> right. I when had he, to take a break. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a little it was slow, good. but it was, it was good. Exciting. And it was. And a, it, he yeah. had a great death. So. Yeah, great death. Good job on the it was death. Pretty good violence in general, and like, I kind of I forgot. Uh, I, I I made a note actually about how. Back in the day when a movie had a big budget, what? <laughs> we're just we're an hour and four minutes in. <laughs> yeah, I know. We and we haven't even started to talk about I know. the breakup. Let's wrap up. It took so long to go through this movie. We took <laughs> so long to even get through the storyline. Okay, I know. All right, so um, so overall, right. great movie. Good overall, movie. Good, great movie. I really movie liked time. it, and I will and I will suggest. When this podcast comes out, I will suggest to my friends that they watch the movie because it's genuinely entertaining. Well, we're, we're allowing ourselves a little bit longer this episode because we have to talk about the breakup. The fact that this is the movie that they broke up in. Um, uh, and the world is finally knows who Brad Pitt is. The and world's it's, paying attention. And it's just kind of tragic because you can see the trajectory so clearly where it's like, he was he really supported her and they supported each other and I was reading all these articles about how she never felt domestic like never wanted to make pancakes for anybody and then she met Brad the movie comes out in September of 93 they had broken up in March of 93 right after filming they broke up oh a significant event in 1993 i was born in february yeah. of imagine the turmoil that they were going through in february of 1993 they were they were about to break up and then they broke up in March of 93. So I read an article that says um, they saw them this interviewer interviewed them a couple months before, like three months before they broke up. And, oh yeah. And he said that they were so totally in love and that everything was great and that it's, she said Juliet Lewis said, it's very serious. We've been together for three years now so we're not rushing, five years maybe. Then we'll start, you know, we're totally in love. People call she said, some people call love that arguing tense, weird relationship thing, but I don't know that's love. When you can work together as a team and help each other and be considerate of each other and things like that, that's love and that's what we do. The thing about well, Brad is, one more line, sorry, no, this is rambling on. The thing about Brad is he doesn't know how beautiful he is, he is she continues enthusiastically, and I have to tell him, and I have to tell him that he's just so distractingly beautiful. He doesn't know that. He's totally oblivious to it. He doesn't care, and he's really innocent and kind of sweet. He's from Missouri, she adds vaguely. He has some other thing from growing up there. And it's like, oh, honey, girl, sweet child, princess angel. You're a goddamn She's idiot. 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Bless you, you stupid idiot. Yeah. You're 20. Yeah, you're 20, and he's literally all of a sudden 30. everywhere. 
Yeah. He's, he's 30 and he's wildly famous. And he is about to be in Interview with the Vampire. Oh, what is our next movie? Um, Ooh, our next movie is True Romance, which is... Oh, great. Followed by The Favor, which should be interesting. Never heard of it. Um, True Romance, yeah. though, is Tarantino, baby. Woo-woo. Oh, and this this starts that movie starts a romance between him and Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, which well, let's not go there. Obviously, yet. it leads to more. No, so I I guess that's the end of an era. It's like this is the first this chapter. Is, one is closed. Yes, and going forward now, I mean, this episode to all of our leagues and millions of viewers is really a game changer going forward because yeah. now. He's more and more famous. There's more and more interviews. There's so much more for us to think about in the world. Um, and his characters become way more interesting. And honestly, bear with us because we are, as we are going along, we're trying to figure out what is, like, w- how do we identify the things in his life yeah. that are meaningful to talk about in relation to his movie that we're talking about that week. Right. And the so, world in which the movie is released. So yeah, like we didn't even give any context for 1993. Granted, not that much stuff interesting happened that year, except for one major thing. Yeah. Um, me, I'm talking about myself. Um, besides yeah. that, though, like you know, we didn't even give any 1993 context, and it's it's tricky to figure out what is even worth mentioning of 1993. You know. Well, I'd like to just really quickly to finish up the Brad and Juliet romance. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Did Juliet meet Johnny Depp on the set of Gilbert Grape and say, Brad, I'm leaving you for another better, hotter actor? Or, you know, I Maybe just, because Brad Pitt said in 1995 while he was in a different relationship, he did say that he was still, still in love with Juliet Lewis. Lewis. So I think that it's in my head, I was like, oh, he's probably left her because he's getting famous and he's so hot. But I have a feeling that she, dumb bitch that she is. No, no, no. I didn't mean to say bitch, but dumb. But, you know, okay, everybody, be, be kind. <laughs> be kind. Wow, Who she is. It's women. Yeah, because the place, the, the girl she plays in Gilbert Grape is also annoying to me. And I love that movie. I fucking loved that movie growing up. I love that movie too. And I remember being annoyed with her then. So sorry that I called her. Maybe I just don't like Juliette Lewis. So. Yeah, it turns out maybe I have some feelings about her. Anyway, Brad is now single. And this movie is out in the world. Single as a Pringle, and God, is he ready just to a mingle. smoking hot can of Pringles. <laughs> single as a Pringle, ready to mingle, and eat some Pringles and, again. And, and get... It's okay. We don't have to okay. add on to it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess that's it for episode six. Yeah, I think that is it for episode six. Is there anything All else right. we want to talk about? No, we're good. No, I, I was going to... Um, no, I think we're good. Okay, well, uh, we'll do an outro for this so I don't need to say goodbye. <laughs> right? Nope. Later, bitches. Fuck bye, 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 bye. See you later. And I would never want it to be you.